that was the scripture that we built a new life ministry around. Yeah, that, that those who are in Christ Jesus are a new creation, that the old life is gone and the new life has, has come. Now, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I'm struggling. I, I, I'm, I'm struggling. Thank you. And, and I know I, I can't even imagine how Donna and, and Haley and, and Quincy and Travis and Jacob feel. I can't even imagine how you guys feel because I'm struggling. This is my brother, man. I, I love this man. I, he's my friend, my brother, my, my uh, co-servant in Christ. I mean, you know, we, we started new life, man, and we wanted, to, we wanted to do something. I mean, just so much brokenness. And so much pain. I mean, you, you look around and you, you know, they say in the news that, that more people are, are dying from fentanyl overdoses than more young people than anything else in the world. I mean, COVID doesn't stand a candle against what drug overdoses are doing to wreck our, our, our youth. And, and we, you know, we look in this community, I mean, you can see it walking down the street, man. Uh, you know, I see people in the store. I, I was, I was in, the, in, in Ruler Foods the other day, and there was this young couple in front of me, God, and they were just geeked out of their minds. And man, I just pay, I, like they couldn't, they were trying to like find change and they couldn't pay their food and they were trying to put some of it back. And so I just paid for their groceries. And, and they were like, man, thank you so much. I was like, look, I, don't thank me, thank God. And I'm just praying for you, okay? You know, and I was like, I'm just leaving it at that. I'm not gonna preach at you. I'm not gonna say nothing, man, but just take this as a gift from God and just know that I'm praying for you and that you're not alone. You know, that you're loved. And they were just, I mean, they, like if they could have cried, they would have. And some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I mean, you can't when you're in that, that mode. I mean, I couldn't either, but, but, but they would have. But that, that's what our new life ministry was and is about. I mean, this is not something we're going to stop doing. We, we've taken a little break from the Friday night meetings, obviously, but, but uh, this is something that was important to me, important to Vince, important to God most of all. And, and we started this ministry, and it was going well, man. And, and, I, and I was teaching on Friday nights, and we're having people come, and we're doing worship, and we're doing a good thing. And, but, it, but it just got to where I just couldn't handle it, man. Like, like I'm, a, I'm a tri-vocational pastor, in case you guys didn't know. I work a full-time job. I pastor. I coach football. I do those things. Um, and plus, we've got six kids at my house now. Yeah, sometimes I can't remember the number, but today I do. We have six kids at the house. Um, <clears throat> and, and it got to the point where I couldn't do it anymore, man. I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it, and, and I was missing a lot. And so when I would miss, I would call Vince and be like, hey, man, can you fill in for me? I'm not going to be able to be there. And, of course, he always said yes. And then eventually, uh, he just pulled me to the side one night and was like, man, just let me take this over. Let me take this off your plate. He said, I'll show up every Friday night. He said, I'll do it all. He said, I'll unlock the doors. He said, I'll do the teaching. He said, I'll counsel the people. I'll lock the doors back. And you got nothing to worry about. And um, it was awesome. I, I was so grateful. And, and this actually was supposed to come later in the sermon. Let's just be real, man. I... I uh, I'm not good at asking for help. I was an only child. I was raised to be very independent. Um, and my mother just and my father just raised me that way. I was just, you know, I don't, like, I, don't, I don't like to ask for help. I don't like to need help. I don't like that. I like to do things myself. I don't like to ask people for help. And so it's hard for me. And so to anybody out there that I've ever asked for help, man, thank you for helping me. Because just know that that ask was hard for me. And, and so when people respond in the affirmative, man, that means a lot to me, man. It, it, it does. It means a lot to me. Um, and so, yeah, some of you are shaking your heads. I've texted you just this past week. And you're like, hey, can you do this for me? Just know that that's not, that doesn't come natural to me. And, and so for Vince to come and offer that to me, man, it just showed me that this because he saw me struggling. Like he saw me struggling. And he came and offered his time and his talent and his life to step into that spot. And, and I'm grateful for that because it let me, not, not only did it provide that what I needed to be provided for in that time in my life, but it showed me that somebody cared. It showed me that somebody was watching out there and saying, hey, here's an opportunity to serve this person that I love and respect. Let me do that. And man, that's incredible. So man, I'm struggling right now. But there are people out there that care. Let me read this scripture, man. Let's stand together for the reading of God's word and then we'll jump back into this real quick. The book of Philippians in chapter 4 says this, starting in verse 10, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly because once again you renewed your care for me. You were, in fact, concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it. 
I don't say this out of need, for I've learned to be content in whatever circumstances I find myself. I know how to make do with a little. I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all, how many? All All circumstances. I have learned the secret of being content, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need. I am able to do all things through him who gives, who strengthens me. Still, you did well by partnering with me in my hardship. Father, we praise your holy name today and worship you even in the midst of the struggle, especially in the midst of the struggle. God, carry us through. Carry Donna and Vince's family through. Carry this church through. Carry our new life ministry through. Carry us through, Father. We love you. We praise you. We worship you in all things. And in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give God a shout of praise up in here, can we? It's not until Jesus is all you have that you actually realize that Jesus is all you need. Can you say amen? It's not until those moments where everything else in life has abandoned you and he's all you've got left that you realize that he was all that you needed in the first place. And praise God for those moments. Praise God for those moments. Because if, if there wasn't a rock bottom for me, man, there, there would not be a glory for me. Does that make sense to everybody here? I mean, if there wasn't a time when I had lost it all, there would have never been a time when I could have surrendered myself to him so I could gain it all. Gain it all. But there are times out there when we feel alone, aren't there? And that's what the enemy wants, just wants you to feel alone. You know why? Because the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. And you know who he picks off? The ones that are alone. You know, he picks off the ones that are straggling away from the pack, the ones that have made to be, been made to feel ostracized, the ones that have made to, been made to feel separate and alone. And he comes and he picks them off. And that's how the enemy wants you to feel. Like, like you're alone, like you're trapped, like you're out there on an island by yourself and that you've got nobody. Well, man, that is a lie from the pits of hell. And I rebuke that right now in Jesus' name. You are not alone. You're not alone. There are people who care. And more importantly than that, there is a God that cares so much that he carried your sins to a Roman cross because he loves you and because he's there for you. Day in and day out, he'll never leave you, he'll never abandon you, and he'll never forsake you. My Bible says that God is near and dear to the brokenhearted. You know what that means? When you're at your worst, man, he's at his closest. The ones that are destitute and broken and separated from God, man, he's right there in the midst of it with you. You're not alone. You're not alone. There are people that, that, that care. I, 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 there's so much in this scripture. Everybody skips to verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. About to go play a football game, right? I can do all things. About to do some deadlift, I can do all things. About to do, I don't know, whatever. Got a work project, I can do all that. Man, come on, dude. That's, it's not, that's not what this is about. And I hope the rest of these scriptures around to give you some context, man. I rejoiced greatly because once again, you renewed your care for me. Paul's saying, man, thank you. Thank you that you cared. Thank you that you, you showed up when I needed you. Thank you. And, but then it goes on to say this. You were, in fact, concerned about me the whole time, but you lacked the opportunity. You're not alone. There are people that, out there that care. They just may have lacked the opportunity to show it. Maybe they lacked the opportunity, but, man, there's people out there that care. But you know what we have to do as the people of God? Give people a chance to care about you. Give people an opportunity to show that they care. And you know, that's what I had to do with Vince in the new life ministry, man. I had to give him a chance. I had to give him a chance because my first inclination when he was like, let me take this ministry over was like, I got this. Yeah, people that know me well are like, yeah. Got this, man. I'm good. I'm good. But, but, but no, something in me, praise God. Something in me in that moment was like, man, give him an opportunity. And give somebody an opportunity to, 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 to glorify God and to help you. And so I gave this man of God an opportunity, man, and he ran with it and thrived in it. Thrived in it. 
Well, somebody out there cares about you, but you need to give them an opportunity to care about you. You need to give them an opportunity to show it. Because if you've already decided that nobody cares, then guess what? You're going to see exactly what you're looking for. You're always going to see exactly what you're looking for. You know, my kid got a new car, and guess how many cars like that we've seen? <laughs> Over the past weeks, right? Um, it's just like that, man. It's just like that, but we have to give people an opportunity to care. We've got to give people an opportunity to, to show that, 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 that we mean something to them, man. We've got to give people an opportunity to, to reach out and, and to show us the love of God, to show us the love of God. When I mean, I some people that think that every time somebody offers to help them that they're looking for something, you know what I mean? They're trying to get something, that they're trying to, and that's just that addict mentality that so many of us carry with us. Like, nah, man, I can't let you do nothing for me because then I owe you something. Man, that's not what the grace of God is all about. The grace of God is actually the opposite of that. It's let me do something for you and you don't owe me nothing. You don't owe me nothing. You know, these past weeks we had a little thing going on at my house. <laughs> people helped us. People helped us. You know, somebody brought us an entire Christmas dinner, dude. I'm talking about turkey and mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese and like the whole deal. It was decked out, man. She's in there teaching children's ministry right now. I wouldn't say nice things about her, but I mean, blessed us. You know, my aunt went and got us baby formula, you know? I mean, just like, I mean, people, people loved on us, man. People showed up and did what we couldn't do, but, but normally we would not have given them that opportunity. Normally people would have been like, what can I do for you? And we'd be like, nothing. We got this. And we're still like that to, to a degree. Because I mean, so many, and, and, and so many other people offered. And, and I'm thankful for the offer because even though, even though we didn't actually need you or require you to do anything, just the fact that you were willing meant something to us. Meant something. I got texts every day. Some of these guys worried me to death. Hey, man, let me do something. So I started trying to think, man, maybe I can have them come over here and finish this pool stuff. Or what, you know? <laughs> My wife was like, stop it. But man, we're grateful, grateful. But on the other side of that coin, man, if you see an opportunity to show the love of God to anybody out there in the world, man, grab it, grab it. That person may be looking for that, that lifeline that leads them to the glory of God. And it may be you that paints that picture and draws that line for them and connects what's going on in their life to the provision and the power of Jehovah Jireh. It may be you. They may be just holding on just by a thread. And it may be the hand that you reach out to them that is their saving grace. So, man, if you see an opportunity to reach into somebody's life and help them and heal them and deliver them and empower them, man, seize the opportunity. Seize that moment. Don't let it pass you by. Don't let it pass you by. Man, grab it. You know, like I said, I've seen Vince out here so many times counseling somebody on that couch for hours at a time. You know, doing what he needed to do to be the man of God that he'd been called to be in every aspect of his life. Man, we need more of that. Be willing to sacrifice, you know, what we have to be able to, to bless somebody else. Man, it may be us that renews our care for them. And in that shows them who God is in us. In us. But we can't do that unless we're content ourselves. I, I love this. It says, I don't say this out of need. I'm grateful for what you've done, but I don't say this out of need. Because I've learned to be content in whatever circumstance I find myself in. <laughs> I, I, I love the first three words of that piece of scripture. I have learned. I have learned. You know what that means? It doesn't come natural to us to be content. It doesn't. It doesn't come natural to us to be content. The natural thing that comes to us is to want more and need more and be more and seek more and constantly be going after more and fill myself up with this. And if I got this, I need to achieve this. I need to get all these things and do all this stuff. It's not normal for us to be content. It's something we have to learn. But it's something that we can learn because the apostle Paul says, I have learned. 
to be content. You know what that means? His natural inclination was not to be content either. His natural inclination was to want more and more and more and more. And he was the greatest of the Pharisees. He's like, look, I'm going to shut down this whole church. I'm going to do all this stuff, and everybody's going to know my name. But he learned to be content. He learned to be satisfied. He learned in all of his travels that in Christ alone was where all his needs were met. That in Christ alone was where the, the rubber meets the road, man. In Christ alone was where he was satisfied. Because Paul learned this, and I learned this, and I know Brother Vince learned this, man, that the world will never satisfy you. Man, I heard Vince teach this on Friday nights over and over and over and over again, man. The world will never satisfy you. You can go out there and you can achieve all the stuff in the bad side and do all the dope you want. It'll never fill you up. You can go over there and achieve all the stuff that the world says is good. You can get all the degrees and all the money and all the fame and fortune, and it will never fill you up. The only thing that's ever going to empower you to be the man of God you've been called to be is Jesus Christ. And in Christ alone is where we find value. In Christ alone is where we find peace. In Christ alone is where we find contentment. I've learned to be content. Because look, man, that apple always pleases the eye, doesn't it? I mean, it does. You know, 1 John chapter 2, verse 16 says this, For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, come not from the Father, but from the world. See, it's not our normal state to be content, but yet we have to learn to be content with nothing. Man, if I never get another blessing from God, then I've gotten more than I could ever imagine. I've gotten more than I could ever deserve. If I never get anything else from God, if I spend my whole life sick, broken, destitute, then I should be praising God with everything that I've got. Everything that I've got. I mean, look, I talked to Vince in the hospital just, you know, like, like a few days ago. I mean, a few days ago? How can that be a few days ago, Donna? I mean, I talked to him in the hospital a few days ago. And dude can barely talk. And you know what he's doing? Praising God. Praising God. I Man, I want to have faith like that. When this man is staring death right in the face, and I think he already knew. He already knew. He was staring death right in the face, and he said, man, I'm just trusting God. He said, I'm praising God right now. He said, I'm in here just praising God. He said, I'm trusting God. He said, pal, he said, Pastor Paul, and he never called me that, which was weird. Pastor Paul, no matter what comes my way, I'm praising God. I would be right there. And to spend my whole life right there. Whether I ain't got nothing, you know, whether, whether this whole place burns to the ground and nobody ever shows up to hear me preach again and, and my whole family decides they'd rather be somewhere else. To be praising God. Or if I get everything that the world could ever imagine just handed right to me. You know, if this ministry goes worldwide and I, and I got 20 million book deals going out there and, and, and me and my wife could just spend every day walking hand in hand down the beach. <laughs> to be praising God. Because let me be clear, Paul says that he's content with a little, but he's also content with a lot because some people do better with a little than they do with a lot. I may or may not be one of those people. Some people do better with a little. Some people, when they get a lot, man, they all of a sudden turn into some kind of shady money monster. And they didn't forgot who God is and who they are. And all that matters all of a sudden is these greenbacks that they've got in their hand. Or them ones and zeros they got in their account, all of a sudden when they got a few, when they didn't have any, they were cool, right? <laughs> y'all know, y'all know, some of y'all are those people too. When they didn't have anything, they were cool. When they didn't have nothing, they were the coolest person you ever met in your life. Now that they got a little something, don't even want to be around them, do you? <laughs> Jerk, man. Need to repent. Because sometimes when we get a lot, we forgot who the source is. Sometimes when we got a lot going on in our life, we forget who the source is, man. We forget the reason that we're there in the first place. I love what Vince said in the, in the video that we showed, man. He said, God is life. You know, without him, we got nothing. 
I, I mean, I always love to teach, the, teach this math equation, right? So, so Jesus plus nothing equals everything, right? If you've got Christ, you don't need anything else to have everything. But then Jesus plus everything is still everything, right? You haven't added anything to your life by getting all this worldly stuff. Like it's just Christ alone. It's all that matters. Everything else is just icing on the proverbial cake, right? That's it, man. It's, it's, it's in Christ alone, and that's where we find our being and our life and our everything, and, and all the other stuff is just a distraction. And you've heard me say this a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more, man. Anything that draws you to Christ is a blessing, and I don't care how much it hurts, and I don't care how ugly it is, and I don't care how hard it is. If it draws you to Christ, it's a blessing, and anything that pulls you away from Christ is a curse, and I don't care how good it feels, and I don't care how pretty or fluffy or shiny that it is, and I don't care how much the world celebrates it. If it drags your from Christ, it is a curse from the pits of hell. And that's just the truth. If it draws you to Christ, it's a blessing. If it pushes you away, it's a curse. It's truth, man. It's, it's, it's truth. And we need to find a way to make that the core of our life. Proverbs 15 and 15 says this, for the despondent every day brings trouble, but for the happy heart, life is a continual feast. Ecclesiastes 6.9 says this, enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you don't have because dreaming about nice things is meaningless like chasing the wind. Listen, if you're not careful, then all this wishing that you're doing for what could be will cause you to miss what is. And in case you don't know, your life is what is. Your life is what is. Because I know Donna and Quincy and Haley will testify with me to say this, that, that just like the book of James says, man, this life is but a vapor. It's but a vapor. It's here for a minute and then it's gone. So do not take even a second of it for granted. I mean, don't waste your time sitting around thinking about what could be, man. Live in what is. And I'm not saying don't make plans for the future, man, but, but, but don't dwell on that stuff and forget about what's going on in your life right now and forget about the people that exist in your life right now and forget about a God that loves you and wants to be with you right here, right now. Can somebody say amen and just give Jesus a shout of praise up in here today. He wants to be with you right now no matter where you're at in your life. If you've got a little, he wants to be all you need. If you've got a lot, he wants to be all you need. Because, man, in this life, we need his light to shine in our darkness. In this life, we need his bread to, to feast on in our famine. I mean, we need his living water in this drought that life has become. We need his door to cross over to greener pastures. We need who is I am. We need Jesus more than we need anything in this life. We need him so, so bad. We need him in every part of our life. You know why? Because people won't do, and church won't do, and work won't do, and money won't do, and entertainment won't do. It is only in Christ that we can overcome. Vincerus, right? It's only in life that we can Vincerus. Only in Christ that we can overcome whatever comes our way. Only in Christ that we can cross whatever mountain. Only in Christ that we can swim whatever sea. Only in Christ that we can do all things. That we can do all things. That we can do all things. In him and him alone. And yet I love this last verse. Nobody ever reads this one either. Still you did well. By partnering with me in my hardship. Which just means this. Even though Christ is all I need. Even though Christ is all I need. Thank you. Thank you for being there. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for giving to help fund it. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for being available. 
Thank you for saying yes. Even though Christ is all I need. Thank you for all you've done. Even though I'm okay. With just him, I'm grateful for you. Man, that's powerful. In case you haven't noticed, this church is on a mission from God. And in case you don't know what that is, let me make it real simple for you. This church is on a mission from God to go after the one. That, that's what we've been called to do. Now, there's other churches that have different specific callings on their life. Some churches are there to minister to the 99, and that's fine. They need ministering too. So some people are there to go after the upper echelon of folks, and that's great, man. Praise God for them. We're called to go after the one. We always have been since the inception of this place. We're, we're, we're the ones that have been called to go after the broken. We're, we're the ones that have been called to go after the ones that everybody else has turned their back on. We're, we're the ones that have been called, called to go after the underdogs. Right? And, 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 and Vince told me that's why that he chose to be part of this ministry is for that fact alone. Because we're always rooting for the underdog. We're always at going after the one that's the most broken. We're always the ones that are going after the ones that need Jesus the most. He said, and that's why I'm here. Because that's our, in case you didn't know, that's the mission that we're on. And sometimes it's, it's the most incredible blessing you could ever hope for. And all the time it's hard. And some people come here to church and they're like, we just can't come to church here. I'm like, okay, why not? There's too many of those people here. You know I'm their leader, right? <laughs> like, I'm the worst one. So, yeah, probably you should go. <laughs> Y'all think I'm joking. I've had that conversation more than once. <laughs> Brent has too. Like, we've had that conversation. And that's fine, but that's the mission that God has called us to. And you know what? God's going to provide for us in that mission. He's going to provide everything that we need to leave the 99 and go after the one and introduce them to Jesus and see them saved and surrendered and empowered for all time. He's going to provide. He's going to provide. So we don't need none of y'all. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you for showing up to serve. Man, thank you for, for giving what needs to be given. Thank you for funding this ministry. To man, where, where we can, you know, pay off this building, man, so, so we can, can give to people that are desperately in need. So we can fund other ministries. Man, we're funding other ministries. How crazy is that? I mean, we were the ones that never had nothing. And people told me when we planted this church here, I had, I had influential people tell me, hey, you'll, you'll never be, like, with the people you guys reach, and this person, these people love me, and they're just being real. With the people you guys reach, you'll never be able to fund this thing. You know, I'll help you as much as I can, but you're never going to be able to fund this thing. And I was like, we'll see. God will provide me everything I need. God will provide this church, and he'll provide us everything we need. And now we're funding other ministries because that's how good God is. And so thank you for that. I mean, it's got nothing to do with us. He does it in spite of us. He really does. You know, I've tried to tear this thing down on purpose. I'll just be honest with you. I... I you know, I'm listening to this podcast and it's wrecking my whole life, dude. And I got PTSD from it and I'm just trying to be therapeutic right now with you guys. But I was just almost scared to succeed. Does that make sense? Because I don't want to be what I've been. I don't want to be what I've been. I just want to be real. And I'm not. I, like, you know, I, told, I had to say, I, I say that a lot. This is something I say a lot. People are like, I come to your church, a bunch of hypocrites there. And I was like, I'm their leader. <laughs> I am. I'm as fake as a $3 bill, man. And yet by the grace of God, here I am. And people getting saved. And 71 people baptized this year. 
And so thank you. It's all I'm trying to say. God provides all our needs, but thank you for showing up here to worship with us. Thank you for watching online and sharing our stream, man. Thank you for, you know, going with us to Nashville and trekking down the mud into them homeless camps and stuff, man. Thank you. Thank you for serving in a kid's ministry where we're teaching these kids the word of God in a world that's trying to teach them. That's what the world's trying to teach them. You see some of the books that they're showing kindergartners and crap? Come on. And so here we are with an with a, with a incredible staff of teachers that are teaching them about the word of God and the Holy Spirit. So thank you. Man, man, thank you if you give to fund this ministry, man. Thank you. Man, thank you to men of God like Vince Ford that stepped into place and said, if nobody else will do it, by God, I'll do it. I'll do it. And he did it. And there's people here that owe their life to him saying, yes. There's one. And there's many more that owe their life to him stepping up and saying, I'll do it. Give me the opportunity. Thank you. All I need is Christ, but thank you for being faithful people of God. Thank you for every prayer you've ever prayed for this ministry. Thank you for every dime you've ever given. Thank you for any time you showed up to take down the stupid Christmas lights or to, yeah, you know what I mean? What, anything. You do it. You do it. Thank you for all the stuff coming up, man. Thank you in advance for just being just adamant people of God that, that, that are, you know, going by an example that Vince set, man. I mean, he helped us build this stage, man. He was in here with, finishing nails over there with Joe Dadisman working on that ramp. Yeah, that ramp that goes up in the children's ministry. Joe Dadisman and Vince Ford built that ramp so that we could take little Bentley and roll him up there and put him in class because that's the kind of man we're talking about today. Yeah, man, give God praise for that. See, that kind of stuff's what I'm talking about. That, that, that's that I can do all things through Christ kind of mentality. Whatever it is, y'all can do it. You know why? Because I've got him on my side. And not only can I, I will. I will. I will. I'm grateful today. I'm grateful today that I have a God that provides all my needs, and I'm grateful to be surrounded by the people of God that are willing. That are willing to join us on the mission from God that we've been given. To, to break every chain, to open every prison door, to go into whatever countryside that we need to go into after the one. Because that's our mission. In case you didn't know, that's what we're doing. If, if that's not the mission that, that you've been called to by, by God is to go after that one, man, you probably should find somewhere else to go. And that's okay. And, and we won't hate you, we'll love you. But, but if that's the kind of mission that you're into... If, if, if you feel like that maybe be something that you can get on board with is just, just breaking out of everything else and just going and chasing after the one that's far from God, then you came to the right place. You came to the right place because that's what we're going to do till he splits open that eastern sky and comes and takes us all home. Can somebody say amen? amen. And Vince will still be up there going, but what about this, Lord? 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 Jesus will be like, all right, man. <laughs> the wealth of knowledge. <laughs> and then I'm sure he'll meet me at the door, right? Like, you were wrong. And let me tell you, come sit down. <clears throat> let me teach you, because that's what he does anyway, man. It's what I've been going through for the last seven years of my life. Let me show you this in the Word of God. Okay, man. Okay. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Christ is all we need, but thank you. But there's one place where you can't help. There's one place where you can't help yourself. There's one place where you can't help anybody else. There's one place where it's truly only him and him alone that can do anything for any of us. And that's in the matters of eternity. See, in that I can't help you and you can't help you and we can't help each other. It's just him. It's just him. Because he's the way. And he's the truth. And he's the life. And there is no other, yeah. There, there is no other. 
that there's no other way, there's no other truth, there's no other life out there, there's nothing that can be manufactured, there's no cute words that I can say to draw you into his glory. If the Father doesn't draw you, you can't get there. You can't get there. And yet draw you, he does. And yet that offer is always there. The first step to a new life, salvation. I tried to get him to change that one too. I said, just make it believe, man. And we'll tell you, you got to believe, right? And he was like, nope, that's not enough. Hey, I love it when people have enough gumption to stand up to me, man. Because I'm not always right. And he's like, no, it has to be salvation because without that, none of the rest of this crap matters. That's what he said. I'm just repeating his words. I was like, you're right. The rest of these we can help you with. I can can teach you how to pray. I can. I can teach you how to pray because Jesus taught me, right? Our Father who art in heaven taught our kids at the house. Everybody, everyone of them knows it. You should hear little Titus. You should hear him pray. I'll tell you about his worship sit later. I can teach you how to pray. I can, I can teach you how to worship. I mean, I can talk to you about surrender and about opening up your life and about experiencing the, 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 the love of God and how he, he inhabits the praise of his people. I can teach you that thing. I can teach you about God, man. I can, I can open up that Strong's compendium and show you every Greek word that there is. I can teach you about God. You know, I did small groups a while back, man, on First John. We, we learned about the Bible and we, we learned how to study the Bible. I can teach you. you know, we, we can learn about the fear of God. I can teach you what it means to be in awe of God and to respect him. I can teach you that. We can, you know, I mean, Vince could do it better, but I, but I can do it. You know, we can teach you about discipleship and how to follow and how to teach others to follow. I can teach you about mentorship. I can teach you how to do one-on-one, you know, with somebody and to, and to grow them into the disciple that they've been, you know, they've been called to be. I can, I can teach you those things. But on this first one, I can't help you. I can tell you the gospel, but what you do with it is up to you. Only he can help you. So if you've never given your life to Christ, if you've never had that moment where you realized that he was all that you need because everything else in life has failed you, if you've never had that moment, where you just realize that he is everything, it all comes from him. We just have to understand that that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It's me and you and everybody you've ever known. Any sins that takes you to split hell wide open? Just one. Vince taught me that too. If you've broken one point of the law, you've broken the entire law. And how could we ever keep the entire law if we can't ever keep one point of it? You're asking us to take a yoke on that you couldn't even wear. And so all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And the wages of our sin is death. It's just like the video we played at the first goes. I I hate to have to tell you that if you don't know Christ, you're going to go to hell, but it's true. And how I'm only ever going to say up here what I believe is true. The wages of your sin is death. The best you could ever do is to be dead forever and separated from God. That's that's our best try. Yay us. But the gift of God, the one that we could never earn, that, that we could never deserve, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And he showed his great love for us that while we were still sinners, he died for us. And, and there's nothing that we could ever do to be too far away from God. Because I believed that about myself for a long time. I have to be too far away from God. There's nothing that he could do here, but I underestimated the length of his arm. Let me tell you, Manute Bowl ain't got nothing on Jesus Christ. He'll reach out there and get you right where you are. Nothing 
that could have been done to you that made you too damaged for Christ. Because, see, I experienced that, too, from some of the things that happened to me as a young person. I thought, I'm damaged goods. God don't want nothing to do with me. I'm broken beyond repair. Why would he even waste his time or his blood on me? And yet in the book of Luke in chapter 15, isn't that what he says he does? Leaves the 99, goes after the one, searches all through the darkness just to try to find that lost coin. Waits anxiously, anxiously on the porch for us prodigals to just come walking home. And so he that knew no sin became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. And those that are in Christ Jesus are a new creation. The old life is gone and in him the new life is here to stay. And he did that so all that call on the name of the Lord could be saved. Not a few. Not a lot. Not most. All. Oh, me and you and everybody you ever know, the gospel is for you. The gospel is for you. I was sitting in a hotel room in New Orleans at Mardi Gras about to take my own life when I realized that the gospel was for me. Doesn't matter where you're at. It's for you. And if you'll believe in your heart that Jesus Christ was the Son of God born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, died on a cross for you, and rose again on the third day by the power of God. And you'll confess with your mouth that he is the Lord of your life. You will be saved. And no matter what happens to you here on this side, you're promised eternity from that point forward. Life and life more abundantly. Starting now. In the book of John chapter 11, man, even, even after death, yet we shall live. And so, man, if you're here today, you've never truly accepted Jesus as your Savior. You never had that moment where you laid your life down at the cross. You never truly realized that he's all you need. But you're feeling that way now. And seize this moment. Don't let it pass you by. Don't let it pass you by. Maybe you just never grasped it before, but now he's knocking on the door of your heart and drawing you to him. Or maybe you thought you got saved at a VBS at Baptist Church in third grade, and now you're going, man, I don't know. This world's falling apart and death is staring us right in the face, and I'm just not sure. Well, I don't want you to leave here until you're sure. Choose today. Choose today. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, man, if you need Jesus today, you just pray this prayer or something like it. The, the words don't matter. The, the faith matters. You just say this. You say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I need you today to save me. I believe you're the son of God. I believe that you lived and died and rose again for me. And today, Lord Jesus, I ask you to be my savior, my king, my God, my everything. Bring me to life. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, man, the Bible says if you made that decision to trust in Jesus Christ today, to, to repent of who you were and to believe fully on him for who he is. But if you made that decision today that you've been saved by the grace of God, that you've been brought to life, that you've been promised eternity, 
And with every head bowed and every eye closed, just me and Pastor Brent are looking. Man, if that's you today, lift up your hand big and high so we can pray with you, so we can celebrate with you. Thank you for this hand here. Thank you, God, for what you're doing in this place, man. Thank you, God, for the power of your love made so real today. Made so real. Thank you, Father. Man, let's give God praise for the gospel of Jesus Christ today, can we? Would you guys stand with me real quick? Anybody else in a struggle? Yeah. Struggles, yeah. Struggles all over. I got both hands up. Maybe I should raise my foot too. Struggles all over the room. We've lost a dear beloved brother. That's a struggle. You know, we have a family member that's battling the same thing right now. It's a struggle. We just lost another, you know, extended part of our family. Man, that's a struggle. And, and, and I wouldn't even, I can't bear the weight of all your struggles. I can't. But I know who can. And so in this sermon series that, we're, that we've got going on called Struggles, just know that there's a place you can bring them. It's a place you can bring them. And so right now, just for the next two or three minutes, man, we're not going to stay in here long. I'll get you guys out of here. For the next two or three minutes, as Chuck leads us in worship, I just invite you to bring your struggles to the altar. Lay them down and show the world that Christ is all you need. Whether you've got a little or whether you've got a lot. Whether your problem is that you ain't got nothing or whether your problem is that you've got too much. This altar is for the ones that need it the most and for the ones that think they need it the least. So as Chuck leads, bring your struggles to the altar and pray. He Get up loves free. Us. Oh, how he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. Church, oh, how he loves you. He loves us, oh, how he loves us, oh, how he loves us, oh, how he loves, yeah, he loves us, oh. Yes, he loves us. Yes, he loves us. Church, how he loves us. Lord, I just pray that you pour your love out. God, I pray that you open up the floodgates of heaven. God, I pray that you pour your love out on my dear sister Donna. 
on Quincy and Haley and Daisy and Jacob and Travis and their families. God, I, I can't imagine their pain. But I know you can. And so, God, I just pray healing and power and love and mercy would just fall from heaven and just surround them. I lift up Angela's Aunt Tammy right now, God. You just be with her and just help her breathe the breath of life, God, and just be with her every step of the way. And Father, I pray for the family of Andy Carroll, God, that you just be with them and give them the strength that they need to walk through this whole thing, Father. Lord, I pray for every struggle that is going on in this room right now, the big ones, the little ones, the ones that you feel like matter, the ones that you don't think matter. God, I pray for every struggle. I pray for every struggle going on in a marriage right now, that, that, that they would be healed, God. I, I pray for every struggle going on with a child right now, God, that they would be healed. Hey, Father, I pray for every struggle financially that's going on in this room, God, that you would make a way where there seems like there's none. God, I pray for every physical struggle that's going on. I pray healing is going to just fall and just happen right now, God. I pray that somebody that's struggling with disease and sickness, that they just be healed. God, I pray you knit things back together the way they were, or even better, God. I pray that you just have uh, the crippled dancing in the streets, God. I pray uh, that the power of your love be made so real, God, that we would realize that you truly are all we need, all we've ever needed, God. I pray for those struggling with addiction that those chains would be broken. God, I pray for those that are dealing with abuse, God, that those wounds would be healed. God, I pray for people that are struggling with sin right now that you would make a way where there's no way. God, I pray that you would open that door and show them that there's a way out and that way out is through the blood of Christ and the truth of your victory. God, I pray for every struggle that is going on right now that you would meet us right where we are, God, that you would leave the 99 and just come after this one over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, God. We love you and we praise you in the struggle and out of it, God. We praise you. We praise you. Even staring death right in the face. To quote my brother, I'm just praising God, brother. I'm just praising God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's give God a shout of praise up in this place, can we?